0: Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at DynastyFreaks.com or email DynastyFreaks at gmail.com. Well, hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, it's okay. You're addicted to Dynasty and I am too. Hey, my name's Justin Christopher, and I'm a dynasty freak. I love the NFL. I watch every game every week. I love drafting, trading, scouting, and managing all of my teams 365 days a year, and so do you. So let's talk some dynasty. We got a quick podcast this week just to give you a a look at your waiver wire, uh, waiver wire pickups so that you can make some moves and stay ahead of your teams that you're competing against in your leagues. Um, This is actually a better week than than normal. Last week, I said, was like one of the worst weeks that I've seen in quite some time. Uh, But this week, I feel like there's especially a good Dynasty uh, waiver wire week because I feel like there's some younger, deeper, long-term plays that are out there um, that will will help you in your Dynasty Leagues. We all have different rosters and different sizes and everything like that, but I want to remind you that I'm in 10 and 12 team leagues that roster 27 to 30 players which means there's 300 to 324 players already rostered in leagues. So the, that means that if you're not in a true dynasty league that rosters that many players, it's probably not the podcast for you. But if you are, this is one of a kind. I don't know of any other podcasts out there that are giving you a little weekly waiver wire suggestions in your deep dynasty league. So here we have it. Let's go through each position, quarterback, running back, receiver, And tight end, the players that I would recommend picking up this week on the waiver wire. So on the quarterbacks, uh, last week I had none listed. This week I actually have two listed. I list uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick from Tampa Bay. Um, Well, he's back as the starter again. It's ridiculous. Um, He's got tons of weapons, uh, as we already know. Um, And then he also has great chemistry with him already because of the games that he already started this year. I don't think it's a long-term dynasty play but it could help you win now. I actually plan on picking him up in every league uh, where he's available, especially if I have like a middle of the road kind of um middle of the road kind of quarterback, someone that's just not like an every week starter. I believe Fitzpatrick could come in and just be the type of guy that could carry you to a championship if they continue to start him and he has a ridiculous start of the year like you already had. So Fitzpatrick's not a long-term dynasty play, but if he's out there and you're a team that's competing, he might be worth picking up, or he is worth picking up right away. More of a dynasty play at the quarterback position, I list Kyle Laletta for the Giants. I mean, I suspect, as do most of us, that Eli Manning will will be benched soon. The fact is that the Giants have to look at um, Laletta just to see if he's their future uh, at, at quarterback because they're about to get a pretty high high uh, first-round draft pick coming up in this next year's draft if they continue to play the way that they have, and I suspect they will. So if you're the type of team that has room on your roster, just wants to pick up a young quarterback to see what happens, he's definitely worth considering. You'll have to wait a while, but I don't think it will be too long. Two or three more games, and I think the Giants have got to call it quits and and see what they have in uh, Kyle Oletta. Running backs only have one. Um, I should mention that last week I I listed Doug Martin and Kenyon Barner. Um, They were picked up in all the leagues that I'm a part of, except one league uh, where Barner was not picked up. I do think Doug Martin is still a great pickup to see what happens. Uh, He's worth holding on to for a few weeks for sure, just to see if he can really win that role there. I'm not sure if he will or not, but uh, he's definitely worth picking up. As for Kenyon Barner, it's about halftime of the Monday night game right now, and you can see that that New England has not really... (laughs) gone to him much at all and so I don't believe that he's worth uh, someone worth hanging on to Um, but Doug Martin is my only guy that I'll mention this week is Josh Adams from Philadelphia Um, I hate trying to figure out the Philadelphia backfield admit it it's it's just so frustrating the way that they play and the way they swap their players in and out whether they're actually good players or just these kind of scrubs that they're they're tossing and turning every single uh, game it seems like right now I had a ton of investment in Clement in all of my leagues. Like, I really believed in him. Uh, Picked him up as an undrafted free agent in many leagues last year Um, before he really showed anything even. Um, But he's just not taking advantage of his opportunity. It's really frustrating. This week, uh, the rookie, Josh Adams, another undrafted free agent, got nine carries for 61 yards. And it seems like it's possible that he's actually going to move ahead of Clement. I'm not positive, but it sure seems like he has the opportunity. So I'm not overly hopeful for Adams, but I would make a few bids on him this week um, and see what happens over the next few weeks. It could be that he's the guy, that he's the Corey Clement of this next year, and uh, see what happens with Adams. Wide receivers. Uh, Last week at wide receiver, I listed Damian Ratley and Kim Meredith, uh, or Damian uh, Damian Ridley, rather. Uh, Ratley, rather. Uh, Ratley is available in uh, all of my leagues, but Oh, only because I have him. I think I'm still the only person who actually picked him up in so many of my leagues. Um, he hasn't proved anything yet. I plan to hang on to him for a few weeks and just wait to see what happens, see if he can win the number two role. Like I said, in uh, previous weeks, it seems like uh, um, Antonio Callaway can't catch passes, although the one catch he did have this this week uh, was pretty pretty good in the, in the end zone that he had. And uh, Higgins is still injured, so he's got his chance now to win win the job, and maybe win the number two role, so I still feel like I'm willing to hang on to him. Uh, Cam Meredith, on the other hand, that I suggested last week, he's still available in some of my leagues, but I think it would drop him for most of the guys that i am listed here, and here's where I feel like here are some of the possible long-term dynasty plays that, that are worth considering for this this uh, next week. These are not proven people, but guys that you might stash. These are some pretty good dynasty stashes. Wide receiver number one, I list... Uh, uh, Deontay Burnett from the New York Jets. Um, I loved Burnett when he was at USC. I remember watching him tons in college and felt like, man, this guy's going to be a great NFL talent. I was, I was like super surprised when he wasn't drafted at all. Um, uh, I kept him on a watch list ever since the draft. He was picked up by Tennessee on their practice squad as an undrafted free agent. And uh, I remember like putting him on a lot of my, my, uh, watch lists on, on my leagues or my scout teams on several of my leagues. Um, and then that now with a, uh, giants or the jets rather with all their injuries at wide receiver, he's been brought up to their team and, uh, no coincidence that he's back with his former college quarterback and Sam Darnold. And I would not be surprised at all if this sticks, he had a great, great week last week as far as for, you know, six catches, 60 something yards, um, modest, modest game for sure but with a Jets team that seems to have no answers at wide receiver, he's going to get his opportunities, and I loved him. Like I said, when he was a rookie, he was someone that I was really curious about and was surprised that he didn't sign, uh, get get drafted, uh, let alone make a team as far as being on their, their not just a practice squad, but their, their full roster. I think this is a perfect kind of dynasty stash. Um, I, like to, I like to try to grab him in most of my leagues. I think he might be my, well, Behind Fitzpatrick, who in some leagues where I need a quarterback, he'll be my number one, but Burnett will probably probably be my number two uh, guy that I'm going for. It's a great kind of dynasty stash. I would think the places that I do have uh, Radley for Cleveland, that I would probably try to drop him to pick up Burnett, just to put a little hopes on this and see what happens. Second uh, wide receiver on the list is Josh Reynolds for the Rams. Man... This frustrates me because I loved I loved Reynolds last year, and I drafted him in sem- several of my leagues. I even traded him uh, this offseason uh, for Matt Breida in an offseason in one of my leagues, thinking for sure that he'd become the number one number, number three wide receiver in L.A., and, of course, in a proven offense that can maximize three receivers. And right after I traded him, literally the next week was when the Rams traded for Cooks, <laughs> and I was so mad. Like, seriously? Seriously? This is the guy that I was putting all these hopes in. I had him in several leagues, and then they draft for Cooks. And the fact was, when it came down to kind of the cut time in the, in the you know last week of cuts before the season starts, I cut Reynolds in all of my leagues just because I felt like he was buried. He's the number four on their team. So it's the same situation. It may take an injury to give him a chance. And so because of that, he's a very, very long-term type of stash, but he has incredible talent, and I wish I had room him on my teams, but I just don't. But if you're like a poorer team, like a team that's really struggling and has a has a weak ro- roster, then I would I would definitely pick him up. He's a guy to store for the future. Uh, would be a fantastic add if you're one of the poorer teams in your league. Next one I would add is uh, Jordan Matthews from Philadelphia. Um, I've been a huge Aguilar believer uh, he's he's really struggled since the first few weeks of the season the first few weeks of the season I thought yes I'm finally right on Aguilar but the truth is that maybe I'm wrong like the last few weeks have been really bad and I just wonder like could Matthews replace him yeah, he really could this last week he had four catches for 93 yards definitely a better better uh, fantasy week than Aguilar had and he's been a great slot ride receiver in the past so he could have a chance to win this position from Aguilar in the coming weeks. And so he's a speculative ad, but someone worth considering. Uh, fourth wide receiver that I'd would be Dontrell Inman from Indianapolis. Uh, this week he had six catches on 52 yards. Honestly, um, I forgot that he had signed with Indianapolis. Like he was, you know, a guy that we were used to seeing kind of be on the bottom of our rosters, added and dropped and added and dropped in Dynasty Leagues for San Diego and I guess now you call them the L.A. (laughs) Chargers for the last couple years. Uh, He was just just a guy that you kind of keep at the bottom of your roster, and now he's landed with Indianapolis that, at at the very least, beyond Hilton, has kind of a battle for who's going to win their number two wide receiver slot. He was super active on Sunday, playing a ton, and so I feel like if you're in a league that's pretty deep, he's a great addition uh, for this week for sure. Last receiver receiver that I'll mention is Brandon LaFell. Um, I feel like, do do you have to be over 30 years old to play for Oakland? (laughs) It seems like it. Uh, Gruden seems to think so. Uh, He's the old vet, but this is crazy. This last week, out of nowhere, he had 92% of the snap counts on Sunday. So he was in there all the time. And the fact is that Carr has to throw to someone now that Cooper has been uh, traded And LaFell uh, has has been like one of those come-out-of-nowhere type of stars in the past. And so maybe he's going to be a come-out-of-nowhere star uh, for this year. This is not a long-term dynasty play for sure, but if there's uh, someone you want to take a stab at that might produce for this season, uh, LaFell could be the guy only because he's done it before and only because Oakland has no one else to throw to and uh, someone has to uh, win a job there and he seems to have already done so by getting 92% of the snaps. Lastly, let's move to tight ends. Uh, Ed Dixon is who I'd first recommend for tight end for Seattle. Uh, this is kind of a journeyman guy that was supposed to be the starting tight end, and now he's finally started uh, as the starting tight end for the first time this week. Uh, we know that Seattle, this is the thing, we know that Seattle's tight ends can be productive. We've already seen that with Lee and some, and to some degree, Vanette, like, like they produce at tight end, and here he comes in in his first week, and he only has two targets that he grabs, but, but they result in two catches for 54 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he'll definitely be an up-and-down player, but so is the most of players at tight end position. Um, he'd be a guy to, to, to grab and speculate on because he's been up and down, um, but this is kind of a career. Uh, he's got a high ceiling for sure when he's with uh, Seattle. Last guy that I'll mention uh, for tight end as a possible pickup this week is Jordan Thomas from Houston. Uh, he's speculative for sure, but he's worth trying out. Uh, someone has to win the tight end position in Houston. And to be really honest, this is the first guy, this is the first guy in a long time, the first guy that I can think of that I've not heard about until now. Like I did not know who this guy was until I'm watching the games on Sunday and like, wait a second, who is this guy that's making these catches and scored two touchdowns? Uh, he did have four targets, four catches, 29 yards, and two TDs, so uh, definitely low, low yardage, but the fact that he got two touchdowns grabs my attention. I have higher, way higher hopes for someone like uh, uh, Chris uh, Herndon and uh, CJ Uzama uh, that that are from Cincinnati and from uh, the New York Jets. But if you're really hurting at tight end and it's worth adding someone, then it's certainly worth maybe considering him for an ad. Um Don't know much about him. i have to go back and watch a lot more film to see what I think about uh, Jordan Thomas, but he certainly had a breakout week and could win the starting position with a a powerful offense. All right. Hope that you guys have a great time working your waiver wire this week and hope this podcast has helped you in your deep dynasty leagues to consider some guys worth picking up. Like I said, it's a pretty fun week with some some deeper dives. These are fun. This is what makes dynasty fun is grabbing some guys that – um, you know, aren't going to produce right away, but could produce in the future, uh, wakes, makes Dynasty uh, what it is, just the, the best way to play fantasy football. So that's a wrap for this week, my freaky friends. Uh, thanks so much for listening. As always, make it a two way conversation anytime by contacting me at dynastyfreaks.com. So until next time, I want you guys to go out there and get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks Podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin.